So um, I bring this slide back up. Um, uh, this was where the retaining wall was. So um, the client really wanted um, to accentuate the view. Um, the city um, had a limit where this, uh, where the fence line was and basically where the retaining wall was. Um, that was the limit. I'll go to the next uh, wrong way. Um, this was the limit. Here's the retaining wall that we broke out. That was the limit for how far you could put a pool. Uh, any sort of a water element um, per the city codes, uh, per the planning department. And, and the client wanted to find a way to uh, he wanted he wanted to extend his yard because his yard goes way down the hill, um, you know, far past where uh, all of this is. Uh, and so um, the architect came up with a an intriguing option. Um, since this was going to be uh, the the pool house for um, uh, the father-in-law quarters, um, the city had allowed that and, and that allowed them to extend out, I think another 15, 17 feet uh, past where this retaining wall was. Uh, and that was an allowable structure uh, that there was a different setback limit for that. And so what we ended up doing was going back to the city and saying, okay, um, we can build a structure there. We know you're fine with that. Can we put a spa on the roof of the structure and they said well technically we can't tell you no and so that's how we ended up um you know allow giving the client exactly what he wanted so um this is uh just getting ready um to start the next round this is kind of where we left off actually i think this is um uh, still uh, finishing up um, on on phase one, uh, but they've got the the shoring in. The retaining walls are all pulled back. Um, this was all of our pool plumbing. That was another challenge um, in that we knew that the vault was going to be here where all the pool equipment was going to go, uh, but we couldn't set that all right now. Uh, so all of this pool plumbing goes underground and then. Um, tees off uh, and goes over uh, over in this area a little bit further um, to a temporary equipment pad uh, and then we dug it up and extended it over where we knew it was going to be and made the connections and then disabled the tees underground and they're actually still there uh, so we had to be able to make a very quick transition uh, we had I think three days where um, we moved the pool equipment from the uh, existing temporary location into the vault after we got everything constructed so um, this is the uh, this was the overall design for the spa, um, and again, uh, client was very um, concerned with safety with his daughter, and uh, but he also knew that he wanted a uh, a perimeter overflow, some sort of an infinity edge detail to this um, because he just liked that look. Um, so we had explored doing a deck level perimeter overflow, um, uh, different cover options that we looked at, uh, and just nothing was, uh, was, was satisfying the client's desires and what he wanted. He really wanted this, this look of a raised overflow, raised perimeter overflow vessel. Um, and so uh, I called up uh, at the time Paula Benedetti. Um, he was doing a couple of these up in the Bay Area, and I called Paul and said, hey, um, 
you know, can I come up and, and check out this new technology, uh, movable floor? And so I flew up there, um, looked at it, and uh, sent some photos to the client. A uh, client said, you know, he was definitely interested in exploring it. Uh, and so Apollo flew down, um, made a, a presentation of the whole thing, uh, and client signed off on it. He loved it, and, and he was actually really funny. He said, oh, so this is the... This is going to be the first one down here in California, and uh, and at the time it was the I believe it was only the third one in the state of California, and the other two were up in Northern California. Uh, they had a n number more up in construction, but you know, uh, so that was that was kind of fun. And and he actually signed the contract, um, you know, because he was so excited about it. And then he flipped to you know three or four pages and went, "Oh, that's how much it costs." Okay, uh, so it was really it was kind of a funny story. Um, so, um, but the other challenge, uh, I'm gonna go, let me go to the next slide here. Um, the other challenge was that here's the existing pool. Um, we dropped everything down uh, because we didn't wanna block that viewpoint of, uh, from the spa here. But we also didn't wanna have uh, just on the backside um, any, it, we wanted to minimize the fencing. Um, because, you know, here's the grade down here. Uh, and so the, um, we decided to bump everything down uh, and put a glass fence in here. Uh, so it allowed us to lower the glass uh, so that it's, it's much less visible in the, uh, in the sight lines here, uh, because that was, that was kind of the main impetus for the entire design itself. So, um, this, uh, I'll refer back to this a little bit because this whole structure is, it's just very super complex. So here's the existing pool. Uh, so the detail that we're looking at right here, there's the, the edge catch basin, um, this little recess, uh, and this is the area where the future case, or where the future of surge tank is gonna be. So you can see here's that edge detail. Um, this is a void that got um, filled with uh, structural foam. Um, here's the surge basin area. So I keep referring back to this because it, it took me, you know, a long time just to completely conceptualize this. Um, uh, it's just a very, it's very complex little structure. So um, this was, uh, again, um, after the first of the year, um, started getting, uh, they actually did mobilize in December, started to get some of the forms set and everything, but they didn't really want us in, in heavy construction. So um, protecting everything, here's all of our light conduits. This is all of the existing pool plumbing. Um, and you can start to see, uh, these were all the caissons. These were actually drilled previously for the, um, for the building, uh, for the, the father-in-law quarter that was going to be here and, and pay no attention to this OSHA uh, catastrophe here. Um, but um, these caissons were in place and so we were able to repurpose them uh, and not have to bring a drill rig uh, back in here. Um, so getting the grade beams in, um, but you can sort of start to get a, an idea of just uh, the elevation. This is the, the pool deck here. Uh, so there's a little slope here. So we're really, we're way down um, uh, uh, below the existing level of the pool. So we worked with Watership Consulting and um, 
one of the things about this job, one of the reasons it took a long time to kind of get this all nailed down um, was because of all of the, the coordination we had to have. Um, almost everything had to be figured out really before we broke ground. Uh, and so bringing in um, Twinscapes, uh, bringing in the structural engineer, bringing in watershed consulting to do all of the hydraulic design, uh, plus the mechanical layout of the rooms. Uh, and this actually isn't even the final iteration. We made some more tweaks because uh, we added more systems and the client added laminars and, and everything. So um, the amount of pre-planning that goes into these is immense because by the time you're at this point, you have to know everywhere where every piece of equipment's going. You have to know where every pipe is coming up, where it's heading to. Um, you know, the pool is back here on the left-hand side. We had to come down. We had to know where those pipes were coming into the room. So every detail of this equipment room had to be figured out long before we ever broke ground because you're not going to be winging it. Um, you're not going to be... You can, uh, but uh, it, it ends up being a total mess. So um, all of this had to go in, you know, during the grade beam. So this all happened within the first week of, of construction. Uh, they were building the grade beams, getting this wall ready. Uh, but we had to stub all of our plumbing up. And, and literally, I mean, the guys spent, um, you know, hours. I mean, this is, it doesn't look like a whole lot of plumbing, uh, but this is a week's worth of plumbing here because everything had to be precise right to the lines. We had string lines all over the place, um, uh, just making sure that everything is positioned uh, where it is supposed to be and, and where it's going to end up and live. So um, I'm going to move through kind of the construction of this. Um, uh, it's interesting, but I really want to get kind of into the meat and potatoes with Jim here at the end. Uh, so at, at this point, um, this was the first pour. There was probably 10 or 12 pours on this structure. Uh, so this is the vault of the equipment room. Um, all of our plumbing is all pressurized, everything. Uh, this entire structure was a poured in place structure, um, which is really, really nice. Uh, especially when we're dealing with the tolerances that we'll, we'll talk about with Jim. Um, we were able to get everything uh, nailed to the money. So um, here's the floor poured. Um, this is the pool wall here. This is the area where the surge tank is going to be. Um, but you can see this was the initial pour and then this wall was shot. Uh, so this area was all over excavated and, uh, and where the surge tank is gonna be. Um, so we had to get all of our lines uh, plumbed up into there. Um, they came up uh, here, um, caught the water from the, uh, the edge basin, came down, uh, all of our gravity lines came down into this tank. Um, this side was actually the surge tank for the perimeter overflow spa. The other side over here was for the pool itself. Um, so here is, uh, this is quite a bit further down the road. So surge tank floor is poured. Um, this is actually the ceiling of the equipment room. Uh, so we're just going up in, in multiple lifts. Um, you get your staircase here. Uh, this next picture, this is, I love this picture. Um, this, is, uh, this is my lead guy, Martin. Um, it, 
I love working with Big Pipe, and uh, um, our team's actually really uh, pretty small. Uh, and so this is 12-inch pipe. This is all. Um, these were the the air vents. Um, we 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 had to exhaust everything out of the room, so we had three exhaust vent systems. Uh, all went into a 12-inch, and we just exhausted that out the the side of the hill. Um, so uh, we didn't need this kind of water plumbing, um, uh, but. Uh, I just, I think that's a fun picture. So again, here's your search tank. Here's the staircase going down into the room. Uh, and so just to give you more of an idea, this is the longitudinal room, uh, a view of the room before we, we looked at it, the section view through here. So um, back here, you can see this back in here behind is the surge tank, uh, but here's the spa. It's literally suspended from the ceiling. Um, and then you've got the staircase going down and this is where all of the pool equipment is going. And this is where all of our plumbing was stubbed up. Um, there's a view uh, that same day, uh, just coming back. Uh, you can see all of our conduits, uh, everything coming in here. Um, they are getting ready to pour this wall. This was the, uh, the end wall of the surge tank. Uh, just a, a view looking back the other direction. Um, here's all of those uh, penetrations for the ventilation lines. Um, this whole side was was wide open, uh, but this is now we're we're starting to get ready to start bringing the spa up. This is the forming for the floor of the spa. Uh, this engineer was um, like I said, he's very 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 conservative, um, and he did not really want us having. Um, much plumbing in the walls. Um, you can see here, this wall right here, um, there, was, uh, there was a 12 inch structural element here, uh, and then another six inch structural element here, and this wall was somewhere 20-ish inches thick. And so literally the only place he would allow us to put any pipe bigger than one inch was in this void space. Uh, and again, um, because this was poured, um, we could vibrate everything and get really, really good consolidation. You'll see that on some of the later pictures when we pull the forms. I mean, the, this we got good concrete consolidation around all of these pipes, uh, but he was really a challenge. And um, so it became, it became a bit of an issue, um, not an issue, uh, but just more difficulty uh, because we, all of our plumbing had to be manifolded within the, uh, within the space down below. Uh, so this is just a view from the outside looking back into the spa. Uh, and again, my guys starting to work here. Um, these are the, um, the, the raceways um, that will be used for all of the hydraulic lines going down below into the, into the vault below for the, um, uh, for the actual hydrofloor itself, uh, for the, the movable floor. Um, but yeah, you're, you start to see everything kind of coming up. Um, one of the things, the architect that was uh, actually on site on this job was amazing to work with. And he CAD drafted everything to a T. And so on each of these forms, he actually laid out all of our plumbing lines 
um, based on the tile pattern. Uh, and you'll see a picture later. I don't ever want to do it again uh, because we ended up having to tweak some of the lines and every, even with all of the layout. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, so we knew going into this where everything had to be and it was all completely laid out for us. Um, so here they've got the, the whole interior formed off. Uh, they will come in, form all of the exterior as well. All of this gets formed. And here, uh, this was the day, uh, the day after they poured. Uh, they're starting to strip the forms today. Um, but you can see all the snap ties, everything. Everything was uh, precise. Um, and, and everything was templated. Um, uh, they had created templates because, again, if you remember, I said the client was very uh, go, go, go. Um, and typically, let me ask you this, Jim. Uh, typically, you guys want to, um, you don't want to start fabrication really until tile is in. Even at this point, you guys are, are you would prefer to come in and bring your, uh, you know, your 3D laser in here after all of the finishes are on. Um, so walk through that a little bit. Sure, Dave. Uh, thanks a lot. We actually do start, start fabrication uh, uh, concurrent with construction, but we do the fabrication of the superstructure. Uh, it goes from a conversation of centimeters to a conversation of millimeters, as you can understand. There's only an eight millimeter gap between the floor system and the finished tile walls. So what we're going to start to do is the superstructure, the main support structure is always going to reside at least an inch to two inches away from the walls. So we're comfortable knowing that what, what dimensions you're going to hit and we can start the fabrication of the superstructure and the lift structure. It is the deck structure and the finished materials themselves, that's when we move from centimeters to millimeters, and that's when we really wanna have that comfort. So we'll, we'll come in with a laser uh, measuring device, we'll shoot the walls to make sure we're spot on, and then we'll show up with the system for installation. Yeah, so on this one, that was not an option, uh, and and this was a, a little before Jim's time. So um, we had to certify uh, that we were going to get everything dead money uh, because there was no way. Because fabrication of these, by the time you have fabrication and um, uh, and then production and coating and then sitting it uh, on a boat and coming across the pond um, and, and through the Panama Canal out here to the West Coast. That whole process is, is I believe it was about four months on this one. And there was no way the client was going to wait until we had this all tiled uh, and then wait another four months. And so, uh, like I said, the architect Corey that we worked with on here he literally templated every single detail. We were templating the floats. We knew where the tile was going to be. And so we certified to Twinscape Hydrofloor that we would give them everything on the money. And, 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 and you did. We, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, uh, we had some challenges. I'll show a slide in a little bit. Uh, but the challenge was not with the, um, with the tolerances. Uh, it, Jimmy was able to nail the tolerances and get everything perfect. Um, the tile itself had a bit of a crown to it. And even just with that little bit of a crown to the tile, um, 
uh, you'll be able to see uh, some of the challenges that we had. So um, here, everything's poured. You can see here's your, your gutter detail. Um, uh, dropping down, the search tank is down underneath here. Um, uh, we actually had another gutter along the outside here to capture the water around the back. Um, yeah, I'll save that for later. So again, here, uh, just the, you can really get a sense for port in place structure and just how tight, how perfect, how everything was. And, and I believe that is the only reason I think we were able to pull this off um, uh, was because everything could be double and triple and quadruple checked. Um, you know, getting this kind of tolerance in shotcrete, um, it's doable, but it, it's a lot more work and you'd be, you'd be fudging it a lot more in the float as opposed to turning this over to Jimmy um, pretty tight and pretty close to where it needs to be. Um, you can see we ended up moving a couple of these lines, but uh, Jimmy's in here. He's already starting to do all of his penetration waterproofing. Um, so let's talk. Um, this is a spa. Um, let me just take a moment right here. It's a very deep uh, a vessel. And um, one of the things that you need to know as you're going to be doing a movable floor system is that this entire vessel is filled with water. Um, we ran all of the returns, everything um, down below the uh, where the floor um, was going to come down. Um, suctions, returns, everything so that the circulation, we tried to hide as much plumbing underneath here as we could. Uh, because it's an all tile vessel, we wanted to hide as much as possible and not have, um, you know, not, not have as many penetrations visible. So these were actually, uh, so we put all of the infinity edge returns uh, down below uh, so that we're always purging that water out. We didn't want to put the heated um, returns down below. So we put the heated returns just above where the water was uh, so that we could heat the, uh, the spa um, a little bit more efficiently above the water level. Um, so, but you need to know that, um, you know, Jim and I are working on a job right now and we had to actually bring the soils guy in uh, and the soils guy is telling us how stable the soils are because we have to go deeper. The client wants a six foot deep pool. And um, when you're doing a movable floor system, I need, you know, seven, almost seven and a half feet in, in the most simplified of pools um, for, for the system. But on this one, we actually had to be six plus feet in order for the, uh, the, the mechanism that was built into here uh, to, to live and to house. So there's quite a bit more volume of water that goes into these vessels than in, on a traditional. So um, finally getting out into springtime, the rains had stopped. We actually got a ton of rain uh, the year during we were constructing this, but we had it all tarped off and tinted and, and the boys loved it. We never had any rain days and they could keep working. Uh, that's my Californian here, uh, you know, it rains here. Everybody uh, scatters like uh, cockroaches in the light. Nobody knows what to do in rain here because we only get three days a year. Um, Okay, starting to get into our finishes. Uh, again, here's the pool. There's those little uh, uh, acrylic pieces. Um, we had a couple of steps down so that the, the, the elevation of the spa and the elevation of the pool were essentially the same, uh, but we got the, the perimeter overflow. 
So there's no need to um, run all of the finishes all the way down. Uh, so we just came in on this one. Um, you need to have a smooth surface. Um, I know uh, I've been asked questions before. Can you just waterproof this? I wouldn't recommend it. I, I don't know. Jim, do you have guys that just do waterproofing or is this your preferred method to tile the whole thing underneath this, the, the floor? Preferred method is to tile, Dave. It really is. It's a, um, a, any other materials not going to really get the, the flat surface that we really want to have for the perfectly smooth and steady traverse. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes even more uh, critical on, on the hydro floor, like on the, uh, on a larger system that's not on uh, that that is more floating that has the guides on the walls and everything everything has to be perfectly flat perfectly flat sorry perfectly flat and flush um, even your light fixtures uh, you can't see them here but we've got light fixtures out here those light fixtures are recessed back behind the tile just slightly so that we have nothing protruding from the face of the tile. Um, one of our details, we just use um, uh, gray conduit um, uh, a lot of times to uh, for our jet penetration so that we're not having um, uh, white coming through on this uh, darker colored tile. It would stand out too much. So I'm going to move through kind of the rest of the construction here on the, on the spa, and then we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit and get into the, uh, the hydrofloor system itself. So in the room here, here's the, uh, hey, the before you tank. jump into that, um, mm -hmm. I know Tom, you're gonna have to get out of here soon. I know you're on a short time frame. We wanted to make sure to thank you for being on the call with us and answering any questions anybody had for it and giving us better direction, but, um, you're welcome to hang around as long as you can, or you can, bail out when you need to, but I would certainly want to make sure we all thank you for being on the call and appreciate you uh, helping Dave with this project. Well, thank you for having me. I've got another about 15, 20 minutes. I've got an appointment on the other side of town. You're at two o'clock, but I'll uh, hang on till then. But uh, thank you. Uh, it's, uh, it's been fun. Appreciate it. Cool. And any, uh, anybody have any questions? My email is tom at aquamatic.com. Thank you. And guys, yeah, we'll put all that is great in show too. notes. We'll have all that in show notes too. We'll have the links to everybody and the contact information. Um, give these guys your business. Give them phone calls. They will help you walk through the uh, the dance and nuances of how to close deals with these kind of complex systems for sure. Yeah, and Tom's great. Uh, you know, we we chat. Um, you know, basically almost on every job, and I'll call him and hey, Tom. You know, uh, I got this weird thing and and. and uh, real easy to work with and, and, and just the whole team at Aquamatic too. Um, uh, they're, they're, I can't speak highly enough for them. I, I love working with their system. I think it's the best in the market and, and just the, uh, the, the backup that you get from them as well. So, um, all right, so now we are, so you can start to see here, this is the wall of the spa here. Um, here's the surge tank. The spa surge tank is back in the back here. There's this pool surge tank. Uh, but here are our one inch lines, which were all that the engineer would allow us to embed within this port in place wall. So um, all these are is literally lines going over, up, and then uh, tied to a jet assembly in the wall. Um, because he wouldn't let us put anything bigger, even though structurally these were 12 inch walls and uh, uh, a lot of engineers will allow us to put an inch and a half, even sometimes a two inch line embedded in there, provided we can get our clearances. Uh, this engineer was adamant about it. So um, uh, this is down in the equipment room. Um, 
uh, one of the nice touches I think they did, they did a, a full epoxy floor, uh, makes cleanup really, really simple. Everything just hoses down into this uh, sump pit. Uh, this floor is all sloped, um, makes for real easy maintenance um, and, and keeping the place real sanitary. Um, but here you can start to see. So this is that same wall, search tank. Um, we had to run all of our manifolding, all of our everything on the um, outside of the spa. Uh, and so we had the unistrut, it's all stainless steel unistrut, uh, strut to the sides of the wall. Here's all of our jet penetrations. Um, and we actually, Martin kind of ripped his hair out here uh, a little bit. Um, uh, making sure that everything was balanced and that we had um, good balanced flow through all of the the jets uh, and and trying to figure out where our T's were going to be, how we were going to get this all to to flow properly and not have uneven flow. Um, it was uh, it was a challenge, and and the water shape plans did not get that detailed uh, as far as all of that. So we were kind of uh, it was just too many. It would have gotten too complex to to start working through that. So we 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 did most of this in the field. Now I know uh, you know this was a few years ago. I know Rick, you guys are. Um, this is kind of why you guys have moved into uh, your all of the Revit because some of these kind of details you can actually work out in Revit a whole lot more, and it makes it makes something like this a lot less of a nightmare. You can figure out the the, the challenges uh, in the office before you're trying to to wing it in the field. Yeah, we certainly. I mean, with Revit modeling and and when you do it correctly in Revit, we end up with you know fitting sizes are 100 percent or almost 100 percent accurate, and you know every turn, every pipe piece of pipe can be properly sized. Even the unistruts um, are in place, and so the, there's two things it does. Obviously, we can reconfigure the room ten times um, in a few hours, right? And 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 start and try to put pumps in places and run plumbing to them and go, oh, this one's going to cross that one. I've got to go around it. But if I move it over here, so it gives us the ability to provide the plumber a lot of information ahead of time. The other critical thing when we're dealing with rooms like this is it allows us to slice the drawing anywhere. And so where you've got 12 pipes coming through a wall, we can literally slice the wall at that location and give you a dimension to every single pipe and identify every pipe as well. And so you know which one is top left and what size it is. So when it enters the room, it goes where it needs to without getting you know other, other interactions. And so it also helps too, because most of these type of rooms start getting HVAC systems in them and everything else from the pool, the house, the, it, it is really helpful. It takes a lot of time. Don't get me wrong. We spend you know extra hours doing it, but I think it hugely cuts down the problems in the field and and the guests that well I think that's enough space will everything fit in here we we actually fit it all in place and we set the chemical tanks in place the chemical controllers the electrical panels and the clearances in front of them it does we don't do it on every job but when we in a job just like this if it wasn't years ago this is exactly the type of job we would spend all that time um, to manage all those problems and it even starts helping us running into structural issues with we got too much steel in a wall and if you have a really tough inspect you know uh, engineer we can show what type of wall space we're taking up what the clearances need to be and, and it really is helpful so um, this is just an older project that wouldn't have had as much uh, help the Revit wasn't as far along as it is now it's it's a super helpful project to solve these problems yep Yep, so uh, this is getting uh, towards the end. Um, we came in, we painted all the, uh, all the pipes white. Um, uh, yeah, we hadn't finished the painting on these yet, uh, but um, 
yeah, you, you sort of start to get more of a an idea of, of kind of what went into this. And again, this extends around and uh, and everything on the other side as well. Um, I want to blow in on this piece right here. Uh, this is actually coming out of the gutter um, from the uh, from the, the perimeter overflow of the spa. And we actually came in and I don't have another picture of this. We changed this out uh, because there's a huge pine trees in this backyard and um, the even though this is a three inch line and it comes up into a four um, we were getting some debris uh, that was captured in here uh, and so what we came in uh, we actually came in and and opened this up and came down and put a T in here and then came around um, uh, and put a clean out in the bottom of this. Actually, I think we put a clean out in uh, on this side, uh, just so that uh, once a year they can actually come in, open the clean out, um, uh, drain everything out. Uh, but we're doing this detail um, quite a bit in our infinity edge uh, or, or in our um, uh, zero edge details, uh, a lot of our gutter detailing, uh, because the reality is, is as the water falls down here, it this point right here that's the uh, your invert coming back through your water elevation is right here uh, and so um, one of the things that that is a constant complaint with infinity edge details especially slot overflow and gutter details is that they tend to make noise uh, so we've utilized this detail quite a bit to very good success allowing us to really minimize the noise that we're getting in our gutter systems um, if we can if you can eliminate the plumbing in a gutter completely that's always the best but there's times when you have to put plumbing in and we're um, we've fine-tuned this uh, quite a bit and and having really great results um, so uh, nice equipment space we actually had quite a bit of room down inside here um, this is a ladder that takes you up to the spa surge tank that's here um, you can see on this side um, the the pool surge tank is pretty accessible uh, and there's plenty of room here um, client was very concerned with making sure that that everybody understood what uh, you know they didn't want people going down here there's uh, chemical control systems chlorine and acid so um, they they treated this basically like a commercial property uh, and so there's signs uh, all over the place um, again yeah there's your there's your staircase uh, just a real nice clean installation um, again all of this had to be planned out uh, so we knew where these racks were going to be. We knew all of these details before we even broke ground. Uh, so all of this had to be in place. I'll point this out. I have a better picture of it um, uh, a little bit later, but the entire hydrofloor system, that's it. That's all it takes. Um, and, and that's so, it's so nice when you have uh, these going into vaults. There's so much room needed uh, for some of these systems. And this system, uh, that's really the entire brains, guts, everything. Most space efficient in the industry, if I might. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it nice because you're always chasing space. So um, this was the electrical area. Uh, the architect really uh, kind of... Uh, he, he took a lot of pride in making the electrical area there. I love showing that picture because it's just, uh, there's so much electrical in here and they, they made it really, really beautiful.